In the words of a king, there is power. And as we behold him with unveiled faces, we're transformed into the very image of God. Welcome to the teaching ministry of Dr. K. Idrisheson, brought to you by Kingswood Ministries International. We believe that as you listen, faith is stirred up in you to become all that God has called you to be. Tonight, I'm not going to be preaching for long. What I want to do is, I want to help you. Come on. In your mind to your full capacity. Are you listening to me? Someone they say, Come up, either. Now, one of the things that, in fact, if there's anything I need you to realize tonight is that the miraculous is not a difficult thing. But there must be an ascending of the mind. The mind must be able to capture the image of the spirit. The moment your mind as a child of God elevates to that place where your spirit is already at, the miracles begin to flow. Anybody need some mighty manifestation in his life in this season? Help. Father, in the name of Jesus, as I stand in my office, as one sent by God to help people, let there be a flow of utterance with conviction let there be a communication that will help somebody to appreciate what you finished through the sacrifice of Jesus we give you praise and glory wave your hands all over this house come on put your hands together for Jesus can't you please help me to celebrate the best voice around you may be seated tonight is going to be epic Tonight is going to be on another level. Are you ready for all of God? Come on, talk to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, are you ready? Now ask your neighbor, say, are you going to cooperate with me? Or inhibits me? Are you, going, are you going to give me attitude? Or you're going to be very friendly? Because tonight, I can't predict how I will behave. All I know is that I'm ready. To receive whatever it takes to receive i'm going to do it promise me you will not be offended anybody ready to receive tonight you know if there's anything we don't do when we come before god is we don't form you understand what i mean we don't what no for me we need to be what real we need to be what? Real. Somebody say real. real. You know, I remember, was it two days ago, I was ministering one of our churches in Lagos and I gave a word of knowledge and people came forward to be prayed for. And when I got to, to a particular, that I was ministering to people and, you know, they were telling me their situation and I would lay hands on them. So when it got to the turn of this lady, she was like, she was pushing the microphone down. I don't want to say it out. And I looked at her, I said, whether you say it out or you don't say it out, you have the problem. The question is, do you want it resolved? I'm a private person. Now, the question is, do you want to receive? How many times have I been in meetings like this and the anointing of God was present and somebody's situation was supernaturally revealed? And let me tell you something. When God reveals, it's because he has plans to resolve. As I'm speaking right now, somebody's situation is being resolved. Hey. I say when God reveals, he has plans to what? Resolve. When God reveals, he has plans to what? Resolve. When he reveals, he has plans to what? Resolve. Hmm. Hmm. Some of this situation is being resolved right now. Hey, Batuso Krobokotaya. There are angels that are assigned to your case, whether it's a kidney problem or a liver problem, a physical problem, a marital problem, a material problem, a generational problem. I promise you by the Spirit of God tonight, it shall be resolved. So I say, Do you know how many places I've been? I don't care. All I know is that the power of God is here to resolve it. 
when God reveals is because he plans to resolve he does not reveal to show off so it means it's like this you know the word of knowledge will come what's the word of knowledge a word of knowledge is a revelation about a situation or an event or a person or a place something specific to you know what an individual is going through is dealing with and you know and nobody comes out you know earlier on in ministry i used to get this stuff did i miss it was i in the flesh only to finish the meeting and somebody will now come to you and say eh, sir that thing you said it was me but you know it will be somehow for me to come out so me that said it it's okay for me to look like a false prophet you put me to shame in front of everybody. You are now coming to me like Nicodemus at night. I said, hey, can you still pray for me? I mean, God in his mercy, there have been times that I still felt the same anointing that was present when the situation was revealed. And you know, in such cases, the people are helped. But there have been cases that by the time they came, the anointing had left. So I just pray for them by faith. Lord, help them all. What could have happened in a moment now became something that like hopefully it will still happen. Just because somebody was too self-conscious. And that's why he said earlier on that it takes humility to receive. You know, it's generally assumed that, you know, rich people are the proud people. But not exactly. In fact, I've realized that a lot of broke people are extremely proud. If I will go them to that position was because of their pride. Because when they were supposed to be receiving, they were too proud to receive. Like that little boy will now be giving me something. Hand out. No. I would rather starve. And that's why they're starving. Somebody on a lower level, maybe you are in a higher class, is a lower class, or maybe when you were in high school, it was your junior has something that can benefit your destiny now. You are no longer in secondary school. But you still carry the mentality of secondary school. You say, ah, it was like, you know, hey, mama, I would now go to him. I would now go to her. God forbid. God forbid. Ah. It's called what? Pride. May pride not finish your destiny. That's why the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, it says he, gave, he gives grace to the humble. So it takes humility to receive grace. Do I have humble people in Port Harcourt here? Yeah? If you are one of those humble people, wave your hands unto heaven. Oh my God, I see heaven raining upon somebody right now. Grace is for the humble. People that are too big don't receive anything. I had an encounter several years ago that marked my life forever and it was in Philippines. I went to preach and I met a man. In fact, the way the whole story, the whole, it all started, it didn't start like meeting a man. It was someone assigned to me to protocol me on that trip. But known to me, the person that was protocol me, that was that, that it was assigned to me was a multi-millionaire. If not billionaire. But it just happens to be one of those people that money does not get into their head. Hey, that's a message for somebody. Because somebody just gets a promotion and your pastor cannot talk to you again. The next time they say, go and not I say, ah, I'm MD. In fact, MD is too high. I'm a supervisor. How can a supervisor be an usher in church? Uh, foolishness. This man was a multi-millionaire, at least, if no more. And yet, his pastor designated him as my what? As my protocol. So he picked me up at the airport, you know, took me to my hotel, then took me to my first meeting in Manila. And after the meeting, he dropped me at the hotel. And on his way out, he said, Pastor, I left something for you on the, by the, by, on the side table. I mean, it's Philippine, for God's sake. How much? I've been to Philippines before. Filipinos don't give that much. So how much, would you, how, how much could it be? So I was not even paying attention. I said, God bless you. Thank you for your heart. At least you have a heart to give. So eventually, I said, okay, let me even check what he left. And it was a thousand dollars. Ah, this is different. Oh. A protocol officer. I'm not even would love to be protocol by somebody like that. <laughs> so I said, okay, that's 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 different. That's different. There's an anointing of prosperity upon me tonight. Yes. 
and I speak as a prophet of God, as many as will be open to it. I see there will be, oh, Masuta Akatusa, a definite change in your life that you will connect to tonight. I heard the Lord saying the fountains are about to be opened. Capacities that you have that you don't know. Wells that are assigned to you that you have ignored. After tonight, I see those wells opening up for you all. I see God bringing bottles into your life just for the purpose of being able to refer you in the palace. Do you know it was because of Joseph that that butler was in that prison? His purpose was to serve his prophecy. I said, God sends people to your life to serve your prophecy in the name of Jesus. Something comes upon somebody tonight that changes the trajectory of your life forever. Maybe seated. I just felt that I had to say it. So, it was I in Philippines being protocol by a man that I didn't know. All I knew about him was that he dropped $1,000 after the first night of ministry. <laughs> and that was strange. Even in America, I don't get protocol officer that puts $1,000 by the bite say, bedside after dropping you. So, I was a little bit curious. What kind of a man is this? Then, during the week, I noticed while the man would be driving me around in town, maybe for one purpose or the other, we would see a store, a beautiful like a more, I mean, like a mini mat, you know. I mean, we call it Walgreen America, Walgreen kind of store. Big store, I mean, as big as this place, and, or bigger. And he said, that's my store. Okay. Then we'll drive maybe another 10, 15. He said, that one too. So after a while, I said, how many do you have? He said, about 26. Okay. This is getting serious. And he was still driving me. So, a few days after, I was supposed to minister at the province. Uh, all the ministers in the province, that's like a state, like all the ministers in River State, came together for a minister's conference. And I was the speaker for the day. So, they took me into a resort, beautiful resort. And, you know, I... I came in and they took me to a very beautiful room, like a presidential kind of room, and they sat me down. And shortly after I was seated, um, the head of the ministerial body in the state, in the province, came around to introduce himself to me. Oh, sir, it's good to have you around all the way from Chicago. We're so grateful you came. And he turned to this short Chinese man who has been driving me around for the last few days. He said, please, can you help us thank him? Because he gave us his resort to use for this program. At that point, everything that looked like money in my bag, in my pocket, I put it out. So I said, what are you planning to do? To give seat. Who cares? Protocol or no protocol? When somebody is your senior, it's your senior. You know, pride will, pride will damage your destiny. You are for me. You don't have it. He has it. You are still for me. Ah, you are, is that stupidity? Have you ever seen where a minister gives seed to a protocol officer? Maybe I'm the first one to do it. But I'm so sure I'm not the only smart person on that. There are other smart people that would have done it. But I did it that day in Manila. No, not in Manila. It's a prophet's house in Manila. So I say, can I sow into your life? He said, why? I said, you have something now. Uh, all those stores, you own it. Even this resort, this... This <laughs> and later I learned that that was not the only thing that he owns three banks. It's my friend till date. His name is Kadiso. So I said, okay. So after he saw my attitude, he was moved. Like pastor from America, we give him a seed. In fact, that day I was already like, say, Kadi. Say, he was an associate pastor then. He said, You want to be a good preacher? I said, Yes. He said, Me, I've been preaching for long. 
Say, I will teach you how to be a good preacher. You will teach me how to make money. Partnership. Do we have a deal? He said, yes. So that day, he drove me back to my hotel. But, but immediately we help you. I, I prayed for somebody tonight. May God help you. Amen. And one of the ways God will help you is by being humble. Do you know the reason why everybody has, has to go through the name of Jesus? Was because he humbled himself. Yeah. He humbled himself if to the point of death. Went to hell. Now everybody must go through his name. To reach God. And you are there for me. People that have it, they don't have to form it. It's obvious. If you have to form it, that means you don't have it. If you have to tell people, you don't know me, that means you are nothing. If you have to tell people, you have to inform them, you don't know me, that means you are not known. Be humble enough to realize somebody has something you don't have. So by the time this man took me to the hotel after the meeting, Based on my attitude, he has opened up. He has loosened up. Remember, relationship has changed. It's not just protocol minister. It's not partnership. I will lay hands on you. You will lay money on me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I really lay hands on him during that trip. In fact, he will take me to meetings. I lay hands on people. I will turn to him. I double. I, I promised him now. I, I must impart him. So that when we are driving back home, he can teach me how to make money. So, okay. <laughs> it sounds funny, but it's the truth. So by the time we got to the hotel that evening after the minister's conference, we slept there, I think, the second day. It, it took me in, and this time around, after he dropped me, he looked around. He said, Pastor, can I be real? I said, yes. Said, I don't like the hotel they arranged for you. I said, okay. What exactly do you mean? He said, I have a place in my home. It's called Pro Prophet's Chamber. He said, I normally put ministers of God there. I prefer it to this place. I said, let's go. <laughs> what are you still waiting for? Park, my friend. We in fact, we have left this hotel. He's just coming to your... So we left and moved into the house. And I became not just his friend, but the friend of his whole family. All his children were working for him. And you know different businesses all over the land and for three weeks we went all over philippines preaching ten thousand member church you know huge churches and he was the one taking me everywhere he left his business to minister to me a multi-millionaire just because of his commitment to god and you know what he told me he said as i do this god blesses me see i have people working for me let me be doing this god will be blessing the work revelation you know one of the things i learned about that man is how you can be so sold out to the kingdom that your money is no longer your money but it's god's money do you know what it does to those big mini mats every sunday money it turns them to churches in fact the way it's arranged things are arranged it's arranged in such a way that you can easily flip it and you become a church and all the cashiers, the salespeople, are the ushers and the choirs. And they open it up to the community. And people come in as early as 6.30 a.m. Say, how do you know? I preached in one of them. So you walk into them on the Sunday, they are church. Monday to Saturday is a store. I learned a lot from that man. You know, after spending three weeks with that man, something has happened to me. So when people say, ah, that man has money today, know where it's coming from. It did not come from America. Mm -hmm. It came from Asia. God brought that man into my life. I thought I was going to Philippines to pour out. Not realizing that God sent me to Philippines to impact me. You know, the man spoke to my life so much that my capacity enlarged. You got to be careful. Who you call your friends? They are friends that will keep you local and they are friends that will make you global. You know, they are friends that for as long as they are the ones in your circle, your thinking will be small. And God will say, I want to bless you. 
But rather than bring a bucket, he will bring a tiny cup. And he will still bless you. The only thing is, what you brought was too small. And so, with all the blessing he blessed, it still looks as if you don't, you don't really have much. Because you have a small capacity. Tonight, I speak as a prophet of God. Everyone under the sound of my voice, receive help to move to the next level. Capacity. Lift up your two hands and shout capacity. capacity. Come on, scream capacity. capacity. That's the first thing I want to share with you tonight. Then let me move to the main thing I was planning to share with you. Having said that, did you get that message? Yes, God brings people into your life for a purpose. And that's why you must watch out for divine relationship. Write it down. Watch out for divine relationship. There's some of you, the reason why you are where you are today is because the people that God sent into your life, you chase them away. You chase them away with the spirit of offense. You are looking for perfect people. And you are far from perfection. How can an imperfect man demand perfection in relationship? What about that person? We fall out. We fell out. You are always falling fit. Fall, fell, folly. You, you, you have... Jesus. No, I can't take it. I can't take it. Even you, we are managing you. Yes. Yes, Those of us that call your friend, is that, when we say we are your friend, it's not because you are, you are that much. We are managing you. Talk to your neighbor say, I'm managing you. Are you scared of your neighbor? I gave you the papier. Turn to your neighbor, say I'm managing you. I said, turn to your neighbor, tell him I say I'm managing you. So the next time somebody is trying to harass you that is more than you, I say, ah, you, I'm managing you. I'm managing you. You know, you know, people have a way of seeing faults in other people, and they don't see their own faults, and that's why it's so easy for them to judge people and label them not good enough for them. Now, I'm not saying you make everybody your friend, but there are certain relationships that you must protect with your life. Yes, sir. Write it down. There are certain relationships. Ever since your relationship with them was tampered with, you have not been at a level you were operating when you were with them. There are certain relationships that must be protected with what? Your life. And the devil will go after such relationships. There will be opportunities to, to be offended. And you'll be scaring at op those opportunities in the face and say, no way. I'm too smart. You will go to some of them and say, what you did, oh, taught me, oh, I don't like it, oh. And the person say, I'm sorry, say, okay. Rather than, I don't talk to him again. Even what you're claiming brought out to you, he might not be aware of it. Could it be just an attack of the enemy to cut you off from what is supposed to bring greatness? There's some men today, the reason why they are ordinary is because they broke up with the woman that was supposed to make their destiny. God knew where you are coming from and he brought somebody from a different background who has a capacity to expand you and because of inferiority complex, You say, ah, no, no. We are not, we are not compatible. So you are looking for somebody on the same level. Ladies and gentlemen, can I be real with you? Real men marry up. It's a, it's a dangerous thing to marry your mate. You will just you marry somebody that will make you. You need to see me how I was before I got into a relationship. Isaiah chapter 53. There was nothing... Nothing. I was a prophet in the wilderness crying. When he said the days of Elijah, I was in that realm. I was supposed to be a New Testament prophet, but I was more of an Old Testament prophet than New Testament prophet. Eating white onion locusts. But God brought somebody into my life. You know, <laughs> you know, several years ago, God told me, he said, one of the ways I erase generational 
default or should I say generational mess is by introducing somebody into your life that you know things that were natural with them that were not natural with you by the time you come together by the virtue of the partnership hey, there will be a flow into your life before you know your own mind will change You know, I get mad with folks a lot in America when it comes to marriage. I'm talking about people of Nigerian descent. Especially, I mean, guys, guys can be very funny. You saw his sister in church. Yeah, yeah. Can we be friends? For one reason or the other, it, it might even be that she's not rejecting you. She's just trying to get to know you. But she said, uh, I don't think so. Be patient, brother. The next thing, he has traveled. Where did he go to? He went to Nigeria. He went to his village to come and capture a girl. A girl, of course, the girl will say yes. Why? The idea of America is what the girl fell in love with. And I've seen several of them. After two years of marriage, of bringing that girl, we harass his life. Say, ah, ah, what happened? I thought she loved me. She didn't love you. She loved the idea of living in America. Who does not, who does not love good things? Uh, even without seeing your picture, say, I'm in love. <laughs> I call it village mentality. And it's a very dangerous thing to have, to have village mentality because you might be re re you literally recycling village demons. God is trying to chase you away from the demon. You now go to the village and say, ah, we are my... I hope there's nobody here. Who in their in their they have a culture in their family they must marry from the village. It's a dangerous culture. God is a global God. Write it down. Who told you your village has it all? God is trying to take you away from your village. Say, ah, let's go back to the village. You just grounded your destiny. Village mind is a dangerous thing. I'm talking about village mind. I've seen a lot of it. I've lived in America for 22 years. I've seen. I know people that have been in America for 30 years. They gave their body a visa, but their mind never got a visa. Even things that people in Nigeria have migrated from, they have upgraded from, they still operate like that. Say, ah, this is how we do in Nigeria. Go to Nigeria. People in Nigeria don't even work like that. Their mind is maintained by their village. Even their village has upgraded. But the, the state of the village when they left the village, it's still the state of their mind. Yeah. And because of that state, God cannot help them. Colossians chapter 3. Are you getting something tonight? Colossians chapter 3. I'm so sorry. I mean, I didn't follow the due protocols. I love your pastor and his wife. They know. Well, you know, when the spirit is on me, that the most important thing is to get the message across. I don't want to be doing protocol and lose the anointing. God is trying to get the message across. You are trying to follow protocol. You follow protocol. By the time you are done following, you have greeted everybody. And the Holy Spirit excuses you as you are greeting them. Say, they are more important to you than me. I wanted to move. You wanted to greet them. We agree them. Follow protocol. You now follow protocol. And you ended up OYO on your own. <laughs> Before you know, you are walking alone all over the place. I will never walk alone. Is that Liverpool? That was my team last year. Yeah, surprise. Every year I search my heart. <laughs> Who to follow in Premier League? It used to be Arsenal. Before I realized I, I respect myself much more than that. When they lose, they still give them bonus. I will now be emotionally harassed over a team. That has no respect for my emotions. <laughs> In fact, I had to change their name from Arsenal Football Club to APC. Arsenal Poetry Club. Those days. I know some of you say, ah, but it's the truth. I was there. They raised them, fabricas, all the rest, and they sell them. You know, they raise a chick. You sell them. I said, no. So I, every year I say, who is likely to win? I will search the first six weeks. Ah, they are likely to win. I said, that's my club. Whatever is born of God overcome the world. That's my club. So Liverpool last year, I said, yes, we will never walk alone. 
But this year, when I realized they were about to walk alone, I said, ah, I walk away from you. <laughs> Two years ago, it was one city. <laughs> so I said, what is this year? There are two clubs. <laughs> Man City and Chelsea. <laughs> okay. Where was I? How did I get? <laughs> Colossians chapter 3 verse 1. Arsenal football, I mean, supporters club. I mean, you, you are my first love, you know. But I forsake my first love. <laughs> but I still love them to win. But when they are losing, I'm not for them. The people that support Arsenal in my church in Chicago, they know me. When they win, they say, ah, we won today. When they lose, they say, see your team. See, see your team. It's a strategy to protect my emotions. Because I watch soccer for relaxation. Not for tension. You know what I'm talking about now. Like, ah, ah, ah. Maybe this year. Maybe this year. Ah, and it was never the year. I said, okay. Uh, uh, let me use my faith for something else. Uh, Colossians chapter 3 verse 1. Come on, are you getting blessed tonight? It says, if ye then be risen with Christ, hey, if indeed you are risen with Christ, so this is established, you are risen with Christ. If you don't get anything from this meeting, get this, you are risen with Christ. Hmm. Can you say it three times? Say, I am risen with Christ. Shall we say, I am risen with Christ. Come on, shall we the third time? Say, I am risen with Christ. So the Christ that you are one with was not the one that was born in Bethlehem. The one you are one with is not the one that walked on the shores of Galilee. The one you are one with is the one that is presently seated. So even when you are reading about Jesus, how he, what he did in Matthew, Luke, John, and Mark, that's not the Jesus you are one with. Because that Jesus was not a glorified Jesus. Because he could not be glorified until his crucifixion. He said, you are risen. The Christ that rose from the dead that declare all power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. That's the one you are one with. You know, the Christ that walked on the shores of Galilee was actually the Christ that was in time. But there is a Christ that was before that one. Who was before time? That was what John said, saw, and he said, This is the Lamb of God slain. Ah. Before the foundation of the world, before time began. He was already slain before they ate the fruits and fell because of disobedience. He was slain because that Christ is in the realm of eternity. Then, to fulfill prophecy, he came into time and took upon flesh in time. And had to wait for John to lower him into the water. And had to be anointed in time. But remember, he has always been in eternity before time. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God before time. And the word was God before time. In him was life before time. So he stepped into time. Walked in time. But do you know something? Even while he was in time. He had the ability 
from time to time to operate from eternity. Go to Matthew chapter, chapter 8 from verse 10. Hey, something is happening tonight. Matthew chapter 8 from verse 16. He said, when the evening was come, like tonight, he said, they brought unto him, unto Christ, many that were possessed with devils, and they cast out the spirit with his word. Hey, tonight, every foul spirit messing up your health, I declare they will be driven out. Just a word was enough. That's authority. A word was enough. And they all left. And it says, and yield all. Somebody shout all. Come on, scream. Say all. All that was sick. Verse 17. That he might be fulfilled. Which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. He himself took our infirmities. And he himself what? Bore our sicknesses. Pause. When this happened, Matthew 8, as Jesus died, as he stretched on the cross, your sins, have they been laid on him? Have they been beaten? And yet, he was able to cash in. The benefits that were supposed to come as a result of his crucifixion and death, he was able to cash in where those benefits were concerned. In spite of the fact that it had not happened in time. But it was already his reality in eternity. So he had not died in time, but he had died already. Because as far as eternity is concerned, it was a lamb slain. I hope I'm not getting too deep for somebody. So he stepped away from time back into eternity. And he operated from eternity. And he imposed the reality of eternity on time. Do you know that is what faith is all about? You see things in time, but you say no way. You go back into eternity Hallelujah. where you came from. Hallelujah. And you see the state of things in eternity. Then you now go back into time and impose eternity on time. Did somebody get what I'm saying? So the next time you check your GTP account and you see a funny figure, don't react. Step back into eternity. Check your, your bank account in eternity. For I know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. For though he was rich, yet he became poor. That I through his poverty might be rich. Then you now go back into time. And impose it on time. Say time reflects eternity. to time you are in potter court but according according to eternity you are seated with christ you are not going to somebody say when we die then we arise and go uh, we are already seated though eternity records it you are seated oh, i'm feeling a rush of the anointing you are seated that's what eternity records. So what do you do? You step back into eternity. And you embrace the reality of eternity. And you bring that reality into time. And you demand of time to reflect your eternal status. Why we look not at what we see? Because what we see are temporal. But what we do not see in eternity permanent anybody following me tonight in second king chapter six 
Elisha. I'm not if you know the story of Elisha being, being surrounded by the Syrian army. And the servant was running around because the servant was operating in time. But there was an Elisha who was established in eternity. Because in that realm, he could see the forces that were working for him. And as far as it was concerned, those forces cannot even be compared with all this army. So all the people that surrounded him did not mean anything. But there was a problem. The servant was disturbed. So in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 17, he prayed for the servant. He said, Lord, open his eyes oh, so that he can come to my level and see what I see. Tonight, I pray for somebody that the eyes of your spirit will be open to see what you have in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name. And the moment his eyes were opened, his, his posture changed. He moved from fear to confidence. Because he saw that they that were with them are more than the forces against them. I don't know what you are dealing with presently. It feels overwhelming. It's because you are functioning in time. Pick up your Bible and begin to get acclimatized to eternity. Hey, read Ephesians 1.3. Blessed be God and the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Hey! Now, do you know the problem of this generation? They claim to be practical. And what is the vision of practicality? Time is more real than eternity. This time that will eventually be full dead. Time that is not forever. is now more real than eternity. He said, eh, we are talking practicality. The real practicality is in eternity. The, the authentic reality comes from eternity. That realm is the real realm, the realm of the spirit. In fact, the Bible says in Hebrews, the things that we see were made from the things which are not seen. Hey. So it's the unseen that bats the sin. Time came out of eternity. So because time came out of eternity, eternity can influence time at any time. I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost tonight. <laughs> what I'm sharing with you today, God taught me in my office as a prophet. And the first time I'm sharing it this much is on this trip. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, tell them, come up either. Just because you are here does not make you here primarily. In fact, you are more dear than you are here. You know, when I was coming to this country last week, they gave me a form at the point of entry. They said, feel the place of permanent residency. Fine. I'm going to be in Nigeria for the next few weeks. But I feel the United States of America. I was here. But permanent residency still remains there. In fact, it's expected of me that the moment I came into the country, I should contact the U.S. Embassy so that they can have it on their record. That I'm temporarily here. Just in case of vacancy, if they need to get me out of this place, I don't even need to pay a dime because I'm their responsibility. You are here, but you really you are there. And there is responsible for you. And somebody is allowing time to frustrate him or her. I'm seated with Christ far above principalities and power. I remember there was a season in my life that it was really rough for my family. I'm not, I'm talking about, I mean, the family I came out of. My parents, they were going through separation. We lost our, our accommodation. We had to stay in an uncompleted apartment. That's a family friend who had built the other part, but didn't have enough money to complete that part. Out of mercy, said, since you don't have a place, you know a beggar doesn't have a choice. Since you don't have a place to stay, you can stay there temporarily. Not cemented, no window, 
no door. It was just frame. Ah, but we said thank you. And we moved in. And about the same time, that was when the word of God was coming strong and alive in my spirit. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. For I know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, I am what I am by the grace of God. Do you know, I will go to church and hear those truths. I will listen to my workman and hear those truths. But I will still return back to that house that does not look like the truth I was hearing. The truth I was hearing was forming inside of me. But it still seemed as if I was broke. But inside of me, it was feeling rich already. Ladies and gentlemen, it was only a matter of time. That time had to catch up with my eternity. We are not a generation that wait for time. Time is what catches up with us. When we step back into eternity, time will run to come and meet us. I hope I've helped somebody in Philly in Portacourt today. Don't settle in time. Go back to your original place, eternity. If God says it, you know his word has an eternal value. Anything you read in his word is actually the status of the new creation. This body is only your expression here. It's not your definition. Your spirit is your definition. Man is a spirit. He's only covered in a body. Just because I'm in time here because of this body does not make me grounded by this. So whatever that this reads, this time and space, I don't submit to it. I go back to eternity and I demand that what is in eternity be established on time. Your will be done on earth in time as it is in heaven in eternity. So we don't get frustrated by time. Why we look not at what we see in time? For the things that we have in eternity are real. So shall my word be. Because it's established in eternity that comes out of my mouth. It will not return unto me void. But it will accomplish that which I please in and it will prosper in that where to I send it. Friends, we have come to an age of the miraculous. And as an apostle of signs and wonders, I want to announce over you, let the flow begin. Amen. But the flow is not for people that stuck to time. It's for the people that function from eternity. Get on your feet. We are here. But we are from there. So we run air from there. We are not of this material. We only have a body which is of this material. But listen, the way to embrace your eternal status. You want to know the way? Take your mind to where your spirit is. Another way of saying is renew your mind. If indeed you are risen with Christ, set your affection on things which are above, not on things on hearts. Take your mind away from time. Take it to eternity. Stop reading things by time. Oh, I feel this way. The word of God says this way. That is more real. I don't care the report you have in front of you today in time. God's report is more real. But I've got news for you. If God says you are fine, and you believe that you are fine according to the word with time time will now run to you and agree with you one day you will show up before your doctor and your doctor say you are fine but you will tell your doctor before you said it i knew before the lamb was physically killed the lamb was already slain and that was why it was possible for the lamb to take advantage of his slain status even before he was physically slain and when he saw people that were sick ah in time he said although i have not been killed in time these people need healing 
So he stepped back into eternity and claimed the benefit of eternity and went back into time. He said, although I've not been slain in time, according to eternity, I've carried those sicknesses. I've bore those infirmities. And based on that, all these people healed. And they were healed. Even before time recorded it, that Jesus was killed. He was able to procure healing from eternity and impose it on time. I hope I was not too deep for somebody tonight. It's called raising your mind. Don't you anybody say raise your mind? So the next time a friend comes around you say, let us be real. And what is calling real is come to time. Say, auntie, Nothing can be more real than what the word of God says. Oh. He said, we are talking practicality. Ah, the sin was created by the unseen. How can the sin be now more real, be more real than the unseen? I wish I had more time to break this down for you. But I hope I've communicated something to somebody. Is somebody's faith stirred up tonight? Is somebody ready to receive from God tonight? Everywhere I go, when I share this truth, faith explodes. Miracles appear. Lift up your hands unto heaven. Faith explodes from within. And miracles appear everywhere. I speak as a prophet of God. Lift up your hands. Flow with me. Don't flow individually. Just flow with me. I speak as a prophet of God tonight. Everything that is behind time. Hey! Everything that is behind time in your life, as this revelation sinks into your spirit, I declare you will impose eternity value, eternal values on time going forward in the name of Jesus. Jesus is there. Wave your hands to him. You know, when I was coming, to the country told me he said this trip will be different because I'm giving you more angels he said you will have more angels than you have ever had on this apostolic trip and that means more miracles oh you didn't shout amen like you believe it I don't form miracles I don't need to form it because I have ministering spirits that make miracles. Tonight, whatever miracle is needed in your physical body, in your mind, in your finances, in your ministry. Hey! I stand in my office as an apostle of the Lord Jesus. I declare angels are deployed to make those miracles happen right now. is in the house with your hands unto him we hope you've been richly blessed by this teaching from kingswood ministries international feel free to visit our website at kingswood.org for more inspiring teachings by dr k Ijishasong. there you'd also find other helpful materials and further information about this ministry god bless you richly